Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number 17 of Metro Talks. As always, I'm your host, Matthew Dobbins, and today I'm excited to be back with another great episode and a very special guest. In previous episodes, we have done a lot of talking about back pain, joint pain, and treatment options available for these body parts. Today, we are going to be taking a look at the foundation of it all, a sometimes overlooked but crucially important part of our anatomy, the foot. Many of you tuning in may be familiar with the term being flat-footed, and you may have even been told you are flat-footed yourself. In this episode, we are going to take a deep dive into what this actually means, how it can impact daily function, and some treatment options that may be available to help correct flat feet. In order to give our listeners the best insights, we've called in an expert to discuss. Today, we will be joined by Dr. Michael Mazur of Foot and Ankle Surgeons of New York. We are so thrilled to have Dr. Mazur on the show. Before we bring in the doc, I'd like to take a second to introduce him a bit to all of our listeners. Dr. Mazur received an associate degree in liberal arts from New York University. He continued his undergraduate education at Penn State University, where he received a bachelor's degree in history with an emphasis on pre-medical studies. He completed four years of podiatry medical training at New York College of Podiatric Medicine and graduated as a doctor of podiatric medicine. Dr. Mazur completed his residency program at Good Samaritan Hospital Medical Center in West Islip, New York. While in residency, he was exposed and participated in all aspects of podiatric medicine and advanced reconstructive foot and ankle surgery. During this time, he enhanced his medical education by attending courses in internal fixation as well as arthroscopic surgery. Dr. Mazur is an associate of the American College of Foot and Ankle Surgeons. He is an active member of the American Podiatric and New York State Podiatric Medical Associations. He has also presented various research projects at local and state medical conferences. In addition, he has volunteered at local foot screenings and Special Olympic events. A local New Yorker, Dr. Mazur has grown up on Long Island and is eager to give back to the community. For about 20 years, he had trained and competed on a state, national, and collegiate level as a competitive male gymnast. His journey through competitive sports was not without various sports injuries, which required multiple surgeries and extensive rehab process. It helped him understand and sympathize with the patient's needs and inspired him to become a doctor. Dr. Mazur enjoys spending time with his family, friends, and his pet dog. He continues to maintain an active lifestyle, which includes running, hiking, and travel. As with sports, Dr. Mazur believes in applying a team-first mentality to work closely with his patients to achieve their goals. Dr. Mazur, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you, Matt. Really appreciate the introduction. Great. So let's just uh, let's just kind of jump into things here. Uh, I think before we before we really dive into this this flat foot, uh, I think it's important that we start with some of the basics. Uh, so why don't we get started here? Can you maybe give the listeners an overview of just some basic foot anatomy uh, and what changes in the anatomy actually lead to a diagnosis of flat feet? Okay, of course. So the foot is a very complex uh, you know, entity. Uh, the foot consists of uh, you know 26 bones with many, many small intertwining joints and muscles that all have to work hard and appropriately in order to have a well-functioning foot. Um, really, any type of imbalance, whether it be structural or functional, can lead to pathology of the foot. You know, in the context of causes of flat feet specifically, the foot mainly maintains its structure due to the position of the foot of uh, the bones and kind of their associated ligaments. Um, when in motion, tendons can also play a part in providing some support and stability to the foot. Um, when when uh, when either when it is either a structural deformity or injury or any type of excess strain being applied to the bones, joints, or muscles of the foot, it can lead to various complications 
and eventually progress to flat foot deformity. But as always, you know, proper evaluation to determine the severity and treatment of each patient's underlying specific problems is essential in order to, you know, help dictate the appropriate therapy. Hmm. So are all flat feet the same or are there different classifications of flat footedness? Uh, is it genetic or can it happen to anyone? And uh, in your experience, is there an age where it's more common or can it occur really at any point in time um, over the course of a person's life? That's a great question. So in general, not all flat feet are the same. You know, in my office setting, I've had I have people presenting to me in you know, various you know age ranges, you know, from pediatrics to adults. You know, for the most part, uh, in general, uh, flat foot is something that is you're more or less born with. Uh, it tends to do, it tends to have a uh, structural component to it. Um, there are subsets of flat feet that you can develop over time due to injury, with age, etc. Um, that you can develop later on in life. Uh, but no, to answer the question, in general, all flat feet are different, and uh, you know there really is no age range kind of associated with it. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so you know, with that being said, if it if it is at birth or maybe it does happen over time, some of our listeners they may have flat feet right now, and maybe they've never been told, or maybe they're not even aware. Are there signs and symptoms of flat feet other than pain that people should be aware of? So in general, a flat foot is a, is a very unstable foot type. Um, when we're younger, we're able to kind of accommodate and we might not necessarily feel any of the symptoms associated with it. So oftentimes people overlook uh, this foot type and don't really seek medical attention for it. In general, when it comes to a flat foot, you know, the, the, it's typically noted clinically. You can see that your arch is kind of collapsed. Uh, you might have difficulty, you know, running, keeping up with, with other people, uh, a slow gait. Um, you could start developing various fatigues in the arch and muscle strains that can eventually cause you, uh, you know, to seek medical attention as it starts to get worse. Hmm. So I was going to say, like, are, are there other problems associated with flat foot? Obviously, you just mentioned a few there. Um, could, could it cause, because it is at the foundation of our body, could it cause other problems uh, upstream, so to speak, in the body and other joints? Um, and what are some of maybe the long-term effects of not having it treated? Yeah, so as I mentioned uh, before briefly, in general, a flat foot is a very unstable foot type. Really, everything starts from the bottom up. Uh, if you don't have a fully functioning or, or appropriately functioning foot, it can really start causing damages all up the chain. Uh, for example, you know, if, if your foot is, is collapsed, it causes a lot of the muscles that uh, are in the foot itself or that provides uh, support and stability to the, the arch. We'll have to work harder and longer and can be prone to various fatigues and strains. And, and stress. This can also apply stress to the bones that can lead to inflammation. Uh, if your foot is flat, it can also cause other abnormalities. It can progress up to causing ankle pain, leg pain, knee pain, hip pain. So really, you know, it's very important to have good stability and good support to the bottom of your foot so that you can avoid any other issues uh, up top. Mm, long term, yeah. So it definitely sounds like something that uh, you want to get checked out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes patients or people for that matter are reluctant to see a doctor, maybe they want to try to fix it themselves at home. Uh, so I guess before a patient maybe decides it's time to see a doctor, are there any conservative home remedies available? Yeah, so in, in the initial stages, uh, when someone's developing pain secondary to flat feet, uh, you know, what we typically recommend originally is uh, rice therapy. Um, this stands you know, for rest, ice, compression, elevation, really allowing the foot time to rest uh, and to avoid any type of activities that are causing their pain is a good starting point. 
Um, also, in addition, you know, using various other over-the-counter anti-inflammatories can help provide relief. Um, but if, if these symptoms aren't uh, resolving in an adequate time, then really the recommendation is to seek professional help. Mm. Just a question. When I think of correcting a foot issue, something that I can control without having to see someone maybe right off the bat, you know, I, I automatically think of my foot care, uh, my footwear, I should say, and what's on my feet throughout the day. Uh, how important is footwear, and do you have any shoes that you recommend specifically for people with flat feet? So proper foot foot gear is very important for a, a fully functioning, a properly functioning foot. Um, in, in conjunction with other devices that we can talk later, um, in general, it's always good to have uh, whatever or your shoe gear to be supportive and have some type of a sturdiness to it. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I see that uh, runner's shoes tend to be a little bit too flimsy and, and floppy and can you know, further contribute uh, to excess strain and stress that's being applied to the foot that uh, the flat foot kind of further contributes to it. Mm. You know, in general, when I, when I recommend to my patients in terms of proper shoe gear, you know, I would like for them to use a shoe that is sturdy, has a, a good sole to it, something that you can't, you know, wring out or bend into all these positions. You know, uh, there's every shoe should be evaluated on its own merit, but a couple of good companies I typically tend to recommend that for the most part tend to have, you know, pretty good supportive sturdy shoes are uh, New Balance, um, Asics, Skechers, or just to name a few. Very good. Um, so let's say now we've tried some of the home remedies. Maybe we've gotten to the store, we've gotten a good pair of Asics or New Balance, and we're still, um, you know, we're still experiencing pain. It's not correcting the problem. And we've come to terms with the fact that a doctor intervention is necessary. Um, does your practice offer continued conservative care? Uh, and if so, what might those treatment options include? Okay, so as it applies to treatment of flat feet and in general any other foot problem, my my policy is to first exhaust all conservative options prior to considering anything surgical. Um, I I explain to the patient various options and prognosis that can be provided with conservative treatment. I do explain that only surgery can truly correct the flat foot deformity and that conservative care essentially focuses on symptomatic relief that can at best seek to prevent worsening progression. Um, our practice does offer various different conservative options for treatment of flat feet. These include, but are not limited to, uh, the use of diagnostic ultrasounds, along with ultrasound-guided steroid or PRP injections. We also provide custom orthotics and various other bracing devices that can help alleviate the pain in both the acute and chronic setting. Uh, it's great to know because I think a lot of times people, you know, they seek those conservative options before they make the decision to get surgery. Uh, unfortunately, as you know, um, and as you mentioned, really surgery is the only corrective, true correction here. And uh, sometimes the conservative care isn't enough. So um, if, conservative fare, if conservative care does fail, does your practice offer surgical options? Yes, of course we do. Uh, our practice specializes in surgical, career, uh, in surgical correction. Um, and you know, no, no one really wants surgery, but if it ever gets to the point where surgically is, is recommended, um, then that's what, what needs to be done to you know, get the patient the relief that they need. You know, if the patient unfortunately fails all attempts at conservative care, only then will we you know, recommend surgical correction. Our office is fully staffed with board-qualified and certified surgeons who are excellently trained and proficient in surgically managing whatever is the underlying source of the patient's flat foot. So uh, what surgeries are you doing, and what, what can people expect to be done to them while they're in the OR? 
Okay. So as I mentioned before, uh, no flat foot deformity is the same. You know, proper evaluation, determination of what exactly the patient's specific etiology is important so that targeted treatment can be rendered. Uh, me personally, I specialize in all musculoskeletal surgical procedures of the foot and ankle. Um, flat foot deformities are often structural in nature, so the patient can usually expect to have some form of bony realignment, which can be held together with plates, screws, as deemed appropriate. Um, when soft tissue is involved, uh, such as tendon pathology, uh, and depending on the severity, the patient might uh, also require some type of either tendon restoration or even tendon transfer. But again, you know, decision to undergo surgical correction should always come with the understanding that the goal is not to restore the patient to their previous state, but rather a significant improvement, uh, pain reduction, and really prevention of a worse prognosis. So a patient decides to get the surgery. Uh, what does the post-operative protocol look like for that patient, and what can their expected recovery time be? So yeah, so an expected post-operative protocols really can vary from patient depending, dependent on the severity and what really exactly is needed to be performed. Um, for the most part, surgical correction often involves some form of reconstruction surgery uh, that uh, oftentimes can require uh, you know ample time for appropriate healing. Uh, there, there are many surgeries for flat feet that I perform. Um, there, there's ones where you know for let's say the less severe and even pediatric patients where recovery could be upwards of a month. But for the much more severe and older patients, uh, recovery can uh, last a little bit longer, you know, upwards of, you know, three months, maybe more. You know, really a progression in the post-operative time uh, will be monitored based on regular visits in the office as, as, as well as clinical and x-ray analysis prior to determining the next stage in the recovery. Um, and then once I feel that the patient has recovered from my surgical corrective part of the procedure, you know, I, I oftentimes refer the patient to physical uh, therapy so that they can progress in the recovery with various stretching and strengthening specific exercises. Great. So it, you do recommend PT for your surgical and non-surgical patients. That's great to know. Um, what benefits do you think physical therapy has on your patient's outcomes? So I, I very much so recommend physical therapy for both my surgical and non-surgical patients. Um, for the non-surgical patient group, uh, oftentimes the cause of their flat foot could be due to a tendon injury. So what physical therapy can seek to do is help you know, decrease inflammation to the tendon along with strengthening and stretching the area. For my post-operative surgical patients, I've noticed that uh, for the most part, they tend to do much, much better when physical therapy is incorporated into the treatment protocol. Uh, patients are not only provided with gradual guided therapy, but it, physical therapy also helps instill confidence in the patient to push themselves safely. And I often uh, see that they tend to return to activity sooner than if they did without going to physical therapy. And for our purposes, that's great to know. Obviously, we always uh, love to see post-operative patients once they're cleared get, you know, in our doors. That way we can get them back. Uh, to their daily lives as quickly as possible. Um, so this was great, really informative stuff. Uh, there may be people listening right now who maybe want to consult with you, maybe want to get their feet checked out. So where can people find you? Where are your offices located? Yeah, so uh, my group, uh, Fascini Foot Ankle Surgeons of New York, has uh, five different uh, office locations, uh, treating patients in Manhattan, Queens, and uh, Long Island. Uh, I personally can be found at the Regal Park, New Hyde Park, and Plainview locations. Please feel free to reach out to us for all your foot and ankle needs. We're, we're more than excited to get the opportunity to help you. Yeah, and, and that's great to know. And, and for everyone tuning in, 
Uh, if you do have interest in connecting with Dr. Mazur and, and his group, uh, all of their office addresses, phone numbers, and Instagram page will be linked in the show notes. So definitely feel free to check those out. Uh, any questions or ways that you, if you want to contact Metro as well, uh, if you're listening to this and you're already a patient of Metro's and, and you'd like some direction on how to get a, a, an appointment with Dr. Mazur, uh, any of our staff members can always help you all out that way as well. So um, all those will be linked in the show notes. And uh, Dr. Mazur, thank you so much for your time. I think this was really informative. Hopefully a lot of our listeners got a lot out of this and uh, maybe you'll be seeing some of them in your office. Yep, I sure hope so. This was a great experience. I hope uh, everybody learned a little bit today. Yeah, thanks so much again. Hopefully we'll have you, maybe we'll have you back on for another, another discussion. Sometime. That'd be great. All Thank right. you. Thank you.